We pray that you will give us ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to love. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before I get into the sermon for today, I just want to acknowledge a moment of joy and victory in the sense that this is um, a fully associate rector, all women clergy led day of worship here at St. Stephen's. And we did a miraculous thing with the help of God and our uh, technology crew, which is that we made this thing go live on YouTube and Facebook and Vimeo. And it went well, and God willing, the streams will continue for the whole service. Because sometimes, you know, we get up here and things have gone wrong. And uh, our fearless leader, John, will express uh, frustration at the live streams and shake his fist at YouTube and Facebook. You don't like Facebook. And so I'm here today to say, like, alleluia, the live stream is going. So I just wanted to, like, bask in that for a minute. All right. So. We will continue with the actual sermon. Um, so today, the emphasis in our lectionary and in our liturgy is twofold. First, the lectionary readings point us toward reflecting on the Good Shepherd. And then the other elements of our service, the music that you're hearing our choir sing today, and that hopefully you're singing along with us at home and the frontal here on the altar, remind us that today is Care of Creation Sunday, coming just a few days after Earth Day on April 22nd. In my mind, these two themes go together, as we are not only sheep to be shepherded, but so too are we called to be shepherds of all God's creation. So in order to think about shepherds, we first need to step back for a minute and think about sheep and what sheep are like, and maybe we'll get some insights into ourselves as we think about who sheep are. Sheep, which I did not know until I was researching this sermon, are among the earliest domesticated animals. In fact, archaeologists have found artifacts with images of sheep or um, sculptural renderings of sheep as far back as 6,000 years ago. Apparently, sheep are the one domesticated animal that has never been found to revert to being wild. So you will not find a feral sheep anywhere, although somebody might email me later and tell me an exception. But as far as I know, you will not. Um, the reason for this is that sheep have been with us humans for so long that they don't know any other way to be. They are used to being shepherded. Over the years, sheep have been stereotyped as dumb creatures. In fact, sheep are smarter than we have given them credit for. Sheep can recognize and remember faces of fellow sheep for as long as two years after last seeing them. They form attachment to each other and they have the capacity for a range of emotions. This is what scientists say. Um, in a 2009 study found that sheep are capable of a whole range of feelings from fear to anger, despair, boredom, and happiness. Who knew? So uh, an example of, of this emotional range, when they notice a fellow sheep has left the fold for good, they show sadness about it. Another study at the University of California observed rams over a three-year time period and found 
that they established firm friendships with each other and they looked out for one another in times of need. They intervened on behalf of weaker sheep and they supported each other in fights. So sheep have minds and feelings of their own and maybe that's why they, like us, can be hard to wrangle sometimes. So that's why a shepherd is needed to keep them safe, both from predators and from their own proclivity to wander. So what about shepherds? What is their role? The life of shepherds is not easy, and it wasn't easy, especially back in the times when the psalmist and John were writing about them. Shepherds needed to live amongst their sheep, and because sheep have minds capable of remembering and recognizing other sheep and recognizing people as well, the more time a shepherd spends with his sheep, the more likely the sheep are to bond with the shepherd, which makes sense. And to recognize the shepherd's scent and voice and even his face. A couple years ago, Pope Francis said that priests, if they are truly following the example of the good shepherd, need to smell more like their sheep. In other words, someone who is truly ministering to a community needs to be so embedded in that community that they take on the scent of their flock. Only then they will be more accepted and followed when it is time for them to lead. Being a shepherd also requires courage. When a threat to the flock comes on the scene, maybe a lion or a bear or a river overflowing its banks, the shepherd has to do whatever it takes to either make the threat go away or to get the sheep out of danger, to save shelter or to higher ground. Sometimes sheep are kept in an enclosure, a sheep pen, overnight, as John describes in his gospel. And if there is no gate to the sheep pen, then the shepherd would make his body into a human gate to make sure that no sheep wandered away during the night and that no predator snuck into the enclosure to steal away one of the sheep. Ultimately, being a good shepherd, as Jesus was and is to us, means to be someone who takes care of the needs of others, guiding others with equal parts gentleness, firmness, and courageousness. Our identity as followers of Christ means that we are both sheep and shepherds. We are sheep who really need to be shepherded. We need to be led to green pastures and to be guided to still waters, as we hear in Psalm 23. We need to be guided through the valleys of the shadow, knowing that God is with us. His rod and staff are comforting us. We need shepherding by God. And oftentimes God shepherds us through placing shepherding people into our lives. And in turn, we then are called to be those shepherds to the people God places within the circle of our care. In the Episcopal Church, and I think in other traditions like the Catholic Church that have bishops as well, bishops carry something called a crozier, which is like a shepherd's staff. Some of them are simple wooden ones, and some of them are very ornate. But they are meant, the crozier, to remind bishops and us that their ultimate responsibility is to be a shepherd to all those under their care. 
And since the name of the Episcopal Church is drawn from the fact that we are ruled by episcopos, or bishops, this role of the shepherd, the caretaker, the caregiver, is at the core of who we are and what we do in the Episcopal Church. Oftentimes, we associate the role of shepherd with being a pastor or with doing pastoral care. Just about a year ago, Catherine organized 54 shepherd groups in which 54 of you were entrusted with this role of being a shepherd to help guide and care for your fellow parishioners as we all wander together through this ongoing global pandemic. And even now that the formal shepherding groups have wrapped up, that work of shepherding one another continues on here at St. Stephen's. Every week, so many of you are involved in delivering meals and flowers, making flower arrangements and cards and prayer bracelets, knitting baby blankets and prayer shawls, delivering and sharing home communion, calling and visiting those who are sick and homebound and lifting up one another's concerns in prayer. Pastoral care here at St. Stephen's embodies what we hear today in 1 John. Let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. While pastoral care or caring for one another on a personal level, especially during times of life transition or crisis, is indeed one of the ways we live into being good shepherds, it's not the only way. As many of you are aware, we also do a lot in the way of outreach here at St. Stephen's. It's a central part of who St. Stephen's is and always has been since the founding of this parish. If you think about it, outreach is also a form of shepherding or caretaking. We can think of outreach as what we do to shepherd our community both here in Birmingham and even around the world in places like Haiti. What's important to remember about caring for the community though, is that to be done right, it really requires being in community with others. While people in our community do appreciate and benefit from material and financial assistance, when we follow in the way of the Good Shepherd, we are called to do something more than that. Just as the shepherd needs to know the sheep, so too do we need to know and be in relationship with those who are coming alongside in our community. I think of how in Avondale, part of the ministry there is handing out breakfast tacos and sandwiches and snack bags and even clothes and shoes. But just as important as what we're giving away is also the fact that as we're doing that, relationships are being formed. And when we start to get to know people by name and we begin to hear their stories, then we are also in a better position to know and meet their needs. Or I think of Woodlawn, of Deacon Kay Williams and everyone who works alongside her there through GraceWorks. I think of their commitment to get to know the people in their community, whether the people who come to the warming station there on freezing winter nights or the young people who are mentored through their summer program. Or I think of Laundry Love, which is also a ministry we share in the Woodlawn community. When you think about it, it's Laundry Love, right? It's partly about 
giving access to washers and dryers and laundry supplies to people who don't have access to those of, on their own. But it's also about love. Laundry love is as much about helping people find a place to regularly do their laundry as it is to come alongside them and share conversations and hospitality and welcome with them as they do their laundry. So again, we see First John embodied in this work of caring for our wider community. Let us love not in word or speech, but in truth or action. Finally, just as we care for one another through pastoral care and outreach, following in the way of the Good Shepherd also comes through in our care of creation. Another important part of the ministry we share together here at St. Stephen's. God has entrusted us as a church and as individuals with the precious gift of our natural world. And just as with pastoral care and community care, care of creation also requires knowing and spending time with that for which we care. So in order to care for creation, we first have to get to know it. And what I've found to be true is that the more time I spend in creation, being outside, surrounded by it, the more I am reminded of my responsibility to care for it. This is one of the purposes of our holy hikes. When we're outdoors together, worshiping God and nature, we're reminded of our holy responsibility to care for the earth and all its creatures. Or when we care for our St. Stephen's forest and Billy's lot and our beautiful beehives or cleaning up the Cahaba River, we are being good shepherds of our local habitat. Care of creation is something God has called us to from the very beginning. The very first responsibilities God entrusted to human beings were to name and care for the plants and animals who God created even before God created us. At the core of our relationship with God is his desire and his command that we shepherd this beautiful world in which he's given us to live. So let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and in action. As we reflect this day on what it means to follow Christ by being good shepherds, we are reminded of the ways we see this work of shepherding all around us here at St. Stephen's. We're good shepherds to fellow members of our St. Stephen's flock through the holy work of pastoral care. We're good shepherds to the members of our wider community through the holy work of outreach. And we are good shepherds of our environment through the holy work of creation care. So let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Amen.